Hey everyone, Pastor Mike here from Time of Grace. Hey, thanks so much for taking your time to listen to this message. We would love so many other people to hear about this message too. So if you could think of someone in your mind right now that could use this, we would love for you just to take a moment and share it. Um, that's essentially how people hear the good news of Jesus, believe it, and find eternal life in his name. Thanks for sharing and have a great day. Where is God? Maybe that's a question you've asked yourself before. Maybe it's a question that other people have asked you. When one more gunman opens fire in one more church or one more school, where is God? As political divisions deepen and tensions and hatred rise, where is God? As you sit with your spouse on your living room couch and let that awful news from the doctor sink in, where is God? This week we're talking about Jesus' ascension. Forty days after Easter, Jesus went back up into heaven and he did so as God and man. He did so as one of us. Yesterday we saw how when Jesus got into heaven, he sat down, signaling that his work as our Savior was complete. And yet just because Jesus is sitting down doesn't mean he isn't busy. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body. Where is God? When life seems chaotic, very often we assure ourselves by saying things like, God is in control. And yet it would be more accurate to say that Jesus is in control. God has placed everything under Jesus' power and authority. We might think of it this way, that when Jesus went back up into heaven, he went from being one of the star characters in the movie to being the movie's director. He's no longer on camera. You no longer see him on the screen as the story unfolds. And yet that doesn't mean that his importance and his influence have gone down. It actually means that they've gone up. He's now responsible for every last detail that goes on in that story. He's in charge of it all. And once again, the reason that's so comforting is because Jesus is one of us. And so it's no surprise to hear the Bible tell us that Jesus rules all things for the church, which is his body. So just as our brain makes decisions for the rest of our body, so also Jesus makes decisions for the rest of his church, for you and for me. And of course, he does so in the best interest of his church. Now, it might not always seem that way. In fact, Come to think of it, it might not always seem that way with the decisions that our head makes for the rest of our body. For example, if you're a little out of shape, you might decide to go lift some weights or step on a treadmill. If you're not feeling well or you go through some sort of injury, you might take some medication that actually makes you feel awful. If something isn't working properly in your body, you might actually let someone with a really sharp knife slice you wide open. And of course, in each of those instances, what's going on doesn't seem very fun, doesn't seem very pleasant for the body. But of course, all of that is in the body's best interest. And in the very same way, even when it doesn't seem obvious, even if we can't tell, even when we can't see how, everything that happens in this world happens for our good. It happens for our benefit. In fact, it has to. Why? Because the one who's in charge of it all, the one who is ruling over all things, is one of us.